What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Hello, what is up and welcome back to Confident as Fuck. Today, we are drinking again on the pod because today is my 33rd birthday. Happy motherfucking birthday to me. 33 seems so strange. Like it feels so weird to be 33. It feels like just last year I was celebrating my 32nd birthday and it feels like this year literally flew by. It also feels like how the fuck could I be 33? Anyone else feel that way when you turn a new age? Like as you get older and older and older, you're like, How did this happen where I'm in my 30s and now I'm approaching 35? But I really don't get freaked out by age. I used to a lot more, but the reason I don't anymore is because everything happens in God's timing, right? Like, why are we going to shift our plans because of the timeline? And we talked about this actually in Batty Girls Club earlier this week. We talked about how we can find neutrality and how sometimes it's hard to find neutrality when we're working towards certain goals because we're so focused on the outcome and we're focused on the timeline of the outcome, right? Like not only the goal at the end of the outcome, but we're also focused on the timeline. Like how fast are we going to get there? And what if it doesn't happen in our timeline? And so Of course, one of the biggest things that people ask me as I get older is about kids. And I always say that like everything will happen in God's timing. And when God's ready to give me kids, he'll give them to me and I'll be ready at that time too. So happy 33rd birthday. We're drinking a little Prosecco today with some little sparkles in here. So let me take a drink real quick and let's get into this fucking episode. By the way, it's a solo episode if you couldn't tell because duh. Who else would I celebrate my birthday with other than myself? (laughs) I think this is episode 76, which is just wild. Okay, so let's get into it. I wanted to give some things I wrote down about what I learned this year. And I started trying to do 33 things I learned by 33. And that was very hard to do, 33 things. And so I thought I would just share like the first few ones that came to mind that I really learned this year. And then I'm going to go into a little confidence segment because this is a confidence podcast, is it not? So we're going to talk about some things that you guys put on Instagram that you guys wanted me to talk about that deal with confidence. So some of the things I learned this year in my 33rd year is tomorrow isn't promised and we have to live every day like it's our last. I know I've referenced this here on this podcast before talking about living in the moment and being a bodhisattva and like really tuning into like every single day is our dream day. Every single day gets to be the greatest day and every day isn't promised. And that's something unfortunately that I did have to learn this year that it's not promised to us. And 
you know, today could be our last day and hopefully not. Hopefully we have many more to come, but living every single day like it is our last really helped me this year because I used to get so stressed and anxious about not only my goals and my ambitions, but also like how many things I had to do in the day to day. And really that's not what life is about. Life is about living. Life is about being with your family or your loved ones and really taking all that in and and like enjoying our life, right? So living every single day like it's our last. The second one I learned this year is time is the only thing we can't get back, right? So all those times that you choose something over something else, I always thought this year a lot about time is the only thing we don't get back. And I want to spend every minute being happy. I don't want to spend time being stressed. I don't want to spend time being overwhelmed. I don't want to spend time feeling anything but joyful and grateful. And that doesn't always happen. But, you know, when we have time and we have choices that we can make over what we want to do, I always want to choose the thing that's going to make me joyful, happy, and at peace. So the other thing I learned this year, which goes off of the, um, I think it was the last episode we did, is healing is not optional if you want a fulfilling life. So, course, we don't have to heal from everything. Like if we want to stay exactly the same and we want to be um, suffering, right? But who wants to do that, right? We just talked about time is the only thing we can't get back, time with our loved ones, right? And enjoying those times. And unfortunately, healing isn't optional if we really want a super fulfilling life. So the sooner that we do some healing and then we move past it, the sooner we get to that fulfilling life. And you can still have a fulfilling life as you're healing as well. The last two things are more work doesn't always mean more money. So it doesn't always have to be more actual physical work or more time working or doing more things that bring you more money. Sometimes it can really mean being more strategic or looking five steps ahead right? More work doesn't always equal more money. Sometimes we have to be okay with not actually working in the moment and still knowing that the money is coming to us. And the last thing I learned this year, I was going to say this week, (laughs) that'd be a lot for one week, is you'll always get what you think you deserve. And this is as far as any relationship. If you think that you deserve friends that are a certain way, that is exactly what you'll get because you'll attract them and you'll also not put up boundaries, right? Your boundaries will reflect what you think you deserve. So the sooner and quicker that we can get to knowing what we deserve and really fully believing that, the sooner that we can have long-lasting friendships, successful relationships, and we can really have those relationships that we really desire. So those are just a few of the things that I learned this year Maybe I should do like a yearly fave. That is so hard though. I just literally thought of that right now, but I don't know. Probably a yearly fave for me would probably be Prosecco was probably my alcohol choice this year. I stopped drinking liquor. I just don't really have like a desire for it. But last year you could get me to do a tequila shot on a dime and now I really have no desire to. So Prosecco is probably my alcohol choice of the year. Hmm. I don't think I have a yearly fave at all except for like time time with family. Hmm. Okay. Let's go into some of the 
confidence stuff that you guys wanted me to speak on. And I'm just going to kind of freestyle this. I didn't do a lot of notes on this, but I did write down what you guys asked me. One of the questions was how to be confident in a new work situation. This is such a good one because I feel like we've all been there, right? We've all been the new person at work. And low-key, it is really stressful, like being the new person at work. It's kind of like intimidating. You don't really know where to go. Something that a manager said to me one time when I was working at a restaurant and it was my first day at the restaurant, he was like, every single time it's your first day, like just know, yes, you do suck. And yes, you are in the way. And that's exactly how it feels. It feels like you are like in the way. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. So I feel like just embracing that is the first step, right? Just knowing like, yeah, I don't know where to go. I think really taking the pressure off of feeling like you already know what you're doing, you're already fitting in, and really embracing the fact that you're new here and you're just feeling it out in the moment and you're not really sure exactly where to go or what to do. And really just saying like, like embracing that fact, I think would be where I would start with having confidence in a new job. And then second, or a new work situation. And second, knowing that obviously whoever hired you in that new work situation or whoever booked you for the gig or whoever, you know, however you got into that work situation, you got there on purpose, right? Like you either interviewed for the job or you were asked to be there by whoever's hiring, right? You were asked to be there. And so just knowing that, that they want you there, even if you aren't perfect on the first day or in the first month or week or whatever, just knowing that they specifically wanted you there. Take that into account and remember your worth. You are bringing value, even if it doesn't feel like it right in this moment. Okay. Second thing that you guys asked about was speaking more confidently and specifically like speaking in large groups or finding your voice um, in large like speaking situations. And I think this is also, this question was asked in a way where I think it's also like speaking up in like group settings, not like actually maybe speaking to a large group of people as like a speaker. And I think what I've learned is that I talked about this on another podcast, like the three stages of different confidence. And What I've learned is that you don't always have to speak, right? Finding your voice means also knowing when and when not to speak on something. So sometimes words are better left unsaid. Confidence isn't always the loudest in the room. Now, if you have trouble being like overly extroverted when you're nervous, then take that into account, right? Like take what I just said, that sometimes you don't always have to speak. But if you're someone who goes a little bit more introverted in a um, group setting, then maybe try like just speaking on a few things that you're really confident already on, right? Like I wouldn't try to speak on something that I didn't already know a lot about, but if it's something that interests you, then just try speaking up a little bit on it, right? Like Finding your voice, I feel like when I think of finding your voice, it is really determining like when you want to use it and when you don't. And I think when I think of confidence in speaking to people, I also think of being really calm, right? Like for me, unconfident 
when I think of how I used to be, and I used to be really unconfident in social situations, I was like jittery or nervous or anxious, even if it didn't appear that way on the outside, it was like a nervous energy. And so when I think of being confident in these situations, I think of being calm. So when I coach people on stuff like this, I always ask them like a reverse engineered way, what would make you feel calm? in a situation like this? Like what would make you feel calm in a social situation where you're trying to find your voice and speak up? And usually that's where you want to start, right? So if what would make you feel calm would be like knowing the people around you, well then get to know them a little bit more, right? Ask them a few questions about themselves. Or if what would make you feel more calm would be to be one-on-one, then start with a one-on-one conversation, right? We don't have to like try so hard to get to the full end result right away. We can start small. So like if your goal is to be more confident finding your voice in large groups of people, then that might take a second, right? And we don't have to start with the large group of people. We could start with being a little bit more confident one-on-one. Then we could start being a little more confident being in twos or threes or fours, right? And then building up from there. It's just like with working out where you wouldn't go in and try immediately to do a squat of 200 pounds, right? You'd work up to it, right? You'd want to be working up to it week by week. So I think finding your voice really comes with knowing when to speak and when not to speak. And then Also figuring out how you're going to be calm in that situation and really using your voice for what you want to use it for. Okay. The last question I got on this is confidence in a new platform. So I had a friend reach out to me who started her own podcast and she had asked me like, how do you give your opinion on things like that are hot button topics without feeling scared of getting like canceled? or something like that. And this is actually something that a few people have asked me about how I differentiate or don't worry about getting canceled. And first of all, I'm not important enough, I feel like, to get canceled. But I don't worry about people giving a crap about my opinions because I always go by the same rule. And the rule is, if I would say it to anyone my opinion on on this topic, right? Or whatever it is. If I would say it to anyone, then I will say it here on the podcast. Or if I would say it to the person's face, right? Then I would say it here on the podcast. And I always live by that because with everything, not not only on the podcast, but like just in general, if I wouldn't say something directly to you, then I shouldn't really be saying it. But That comes with really knowing how you truly feel, right? So let's say it's like a hot button topic, like, I don't know, like something crazy in your industry and you're worried about giving your opinion on it. Think about, I think before we have these really strong opinions, right? Is it truly how I feel? Have I looked at both sides? And then if it is your opinion, guess what? We are all entitled to our opinions. And we like no one can really say anything if this is really how you truly feel. So if it's like a hair and makeup industry and you don't think that, you know, people should 
buy their own extensions. They should only buy them from you. And this is like a huge topic in the industry. If you truly feel that you stand behind your opinion and that's a true part of you and also your business, then who is going to cancel you for that? Right? Like how could they even cancel you for that? That's your opinion. And obviously also you're going to implement that in your business. So I feel like with being canceled, I always go by the rule of if I wouldn't say it to someone's face or if I wouldn't say it to a large group of people already, then I'm not going to say it here on the podcast, right? I also just like don't talk about hot button topics that much, but I am very opinionated. But some stuff like this podcast is not for that. But if your podcast is about hot button topics, then you might want to be prepared for some people to disagree with you and just also know that that is okay for people to disagree with you too, right? Just like we have our opinion, other people can have their opinion. And guess what? Not everyone has to like us. We already know it's a world where not everyone does like us and that's totally fine. We don't have to be everyone's cup of tea. We're coffee drinkers and Prosecco drinkers anyway, right? So it doesn't really matter. Okay. Thought about giving you guys kind of like a life update on what's going on, but I thought I would give you our plans for my birthday and then kind of give you guys a background on like why these plans are important to me. So tonight we're going to dinner. We are going with um, Renee's cousin and her husband, which Stephanie, she's been on the podcast before. So we're going to dinner. I just want to do something low key for my birthday this year. I've mentioned that like a zillion times on this podcast already, but yeah, I wanted to do something low key for my birthday. And then tomorrow we're actually going to go to Six Flags and Six Flags for me has so much nostalgia built into it for me. So I grew up, you guys know, I grew up in Arlington, Texas, outside of Dallas. And in Arlington, there's a Six Flags over Texas. And Six Flags is like the best pastime I ever had as a kid. So I had season passes pretty much every year growing up. I love roller coasters and we would go all the time, either with my mom and my grandma or my mom, my grandma and my aunt. I don't think my dad went that often, but We definitely went like all summer with me, my sister, and my mom and my grandma. My grandma and my little sister would go and do like the little kid rides. And then my mom and I would do the larger rides or me and my aunt would do the larger rides. And it was just such a good time. Like thinking back to all those times this week as we like decided that we wanted to go to Six Flags, I was like, wow, we had a ton of really, really good times. And honestly... I loved roller coasters when I was a kid so much that I would wear these like huge platform. If you guys remember these like platform um, flip flops that were like super popular in the 2000s, they look like marshmallows. I would wear those to Six Flags every year so that I could get on any ride because it would make me probably like four or five inches taller. And I couldn't get on the rides because I wasn't tall enough yet. And I wanted to get on every roller coaster I could. And it's funny because getting older, like as we were looking up the rides for Six Flags and looking at the different ones, I started to like envision the different ways that you could like die on these rides or like fall out of these rides. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like this is what getting older is, is like now worrying about the scariness of the ride as far as like 
how much you could get hurt. But I'm still going to go. I'm still going to ride every single ride because it's a great time. And I can't wait because I've never been to Six Flags or any actual theme park here in California. I've been a zillion times in Texas. I've been to multiple different um, parks throughout the country too, Six Flags, but I've never been to this one here in California. So I'm super excited for that. We're going to go all day tomorrow. And actually, fun fact that our, my mom reminded me of is that I actually my first job was at Six Flags. I did the games and it was so awkward because I had to like interview for it, at like this three process interview. And the reason I applied there originally is because it was the only job you could get at 15 um, in Texas and you could work there at 15. And my dad would drop me off and my dad would pick me up. And I worked at Six Flags for like probably like six months. And then I stopped because it was um, kind of annoying because you had to buy your own uniform. You had to buy lunch when you were there, which was expensive. So it's like I didn't really make that much. I could only work on the weekends anyway. And I worked during holiday in the park. So it was like freezing. So I had to buy a sweatshirt because I could only wear their sweatshirt. So it's just like this whole thing where I didn't end up really making that much money. And by the time I turned 16, I could get another job. So I quit and I ended up working at, I don't even remember. I think I might've worked with my mom for a little bit. And then I forgot what my next job after that might've been the shoe store. But anyways, Six Flags tomorrow. I'm super excited for that. And then I also get to fulfill another childhood dream next month where I get to go to Disney. And I'm so excited. I've never been to Disney um, my parents never took me as a kid and um, I'd never went since I've been here, even though tons of my friends go to Disney all the time. I just never really, I kind of had this vision where I wanted to go with like my niece and nephew um, or when I had kids and it ended up where Renee's cousin actually works at Disney now. And so she has a day pass for us on a day where we're going to go with her. And so I'm su super excited because I get to relive that little childhood dream as well. So child memories definitely are about to be unlocked tomorrow. And then inner child healing for sure to get to go to Disney. So those are some of the things that are planned like for the next month or so. I feel like there's something else and I can't really remember. Oh, we're planning. Oh, I'm planning an in-person event for the baddies, which is so, so, so exciting. I can't tell you guys fully about it yet, but you'll see tons of promo from it on Instagram because the baddies that are finishing up Baddie Girls Club right now, this is our last month. And then I'm planning an in-person get together since they're all here in LA where we're all going to get together and we're going to do some fun activities. And I think it's going to be really great. And then Baddie Girls Club for 2024 is coming. It is coming and I'm so freaking excited for it. Baddie Girls Club gets to evolve every single time we do it. And this will be the third round. And I just can't wait. I can't wait to have everybody in. I can't wait to do it again. And you guys to see all the improvements, have the new guest speakers that are in there. It's just going to be amazing. So I feel like that's it for today. That's the end of the solo episode. 33 years in the motherfucking books and... I couldn't be happier. Thank you guys so much for celebrating my birthday with me, letting me come on the pod and talk to you guys and celebrate this another year in my life. I love you so, so much. Until next week, I will see you next week. <laughs>